0: You're on the path, you go to school, you go to college, you start a family, you're on the job, career, trek, and all of a sudden it's sideways and you lose your position, now what? You've got a family, you've got to take care of them. The jobs that you're applying for aren't responding, you're not getting applied, pretty soon your severance runs out. It happens to a lot of people. It's happened to John Allen, he's next. the heat is on. Let's get cooking. This is Purpose Under Pressure. It's brought to you by the Ruby Group Sandler Sales Training, serving sales professionals nationwide from their offices in Akron, Columbus, and also in Jacksonville, Florida. They are one of the highest performing Sandler Sales Training affiliates in the nation. That is good news for you if you're looking to train your sellers to do more and to be better and to accomplish their goals. They are going to make a difference for you and for your team. So check them out online at therubygroup.sandler.com. rubygroup.sandler.com. Our guest today on Purpose Under Pressure is John Allen, General Manager of Luke Engineering in Medina. We're going to talk about them and what they do in a moment. But first, let's say hello to John Allen. Welcome to Purpose you, Under Pressure. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you doing? Fantastic. Thank you very much. Tell me a little bit about what Luke Engineering does, and then we're going to talk a little bit about uh, you and, and your journey as well.
1: Okay. Yeah, Luke Engineering is a family-owned business. Uh, We have locations in Wadsworth and Rittman. I'm the general manager. We anodize aluminum for any industry you can think of. That's pretty much light metal finishing is our specialty.
0: Yeah. It's amazing to me, all the different things that have to happen so that something can get onto a shelf, onto a store somewhere so that someone can use it. There's so many manufacturing uses and things that do. And I know Luke Engineering does a great job of doing that. And we're glad they're there in Medina. So John, tell me a little bit about you. This show is called Purpose Under Pressure. We're going to talk about pressure and it is severe, but I want to know a little bit about what makes you tick inside when you wake up in the morning, why you do what you do and what drives John Allen on a daily basis.
1: Okay. Well, first and foremost, I'm a father and a husband. So I have a wife and four children, a couple in college, high school, and uh, elementary school still. So what I like to do is I, I'm, a, I'm passionate about whatever work I have, but what I really love is focusing on the people, the customers. So I look at life as everybody's a customer to me. Internally, you've got customers, uh, even the people that employ uh, work for me You know, I consider them my customer. I want to make them happy, and in turn, you know, they'll make us happy, me happy. So, that's what gets me up in the morning. I want—I like to see things grow and things move along.
0: Has it always been that way for you? Is that something you've learned over time, or have you always been that kind of a "let's get this done and get it done right" so people can appreciate it on the other side?
1: Well, I think it's always been there because, well, I'm a mechanical engineer by trade. And then I wanted to grow and, and continue to move up the chain. So got my MBA in uh, business uh, management. I kind of go down the salesy, marketing path. You know, I greet people with a smile on the phone. I help people out. Uh, everybody can see how I'm helpful, you know, just in an uh, initial conversation. And, and normally we win the business. So,
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting that um, you said the sales and marketing path. I come from the idea that everything is sales and marketing, the way you treat your family, the way you treat your customers, the way, I mean, it's all about how can I make, solve a problem for you on the other side yeah. so that we can all grow together. I mean, that's kind of life. And uh, sometimes people say, oh, you're a salesman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm, right. really, I'm really proud. So tell me a little bit, John, let's talk about pressure. We talked about purpose. You wanna do good right. work for good people, but sometimes things happen that knock you off your course. And, and we're gonna talk a little bit about your journey here. Can you kind of talk to me about when things have gone wrong And how you've uh, worked hard to
1: overcome that. Yeah, the biggest thing in my life was five years ago, lost my job, right? So I was at a, a manufacturing facility focusing on new product development, engineering, program management. Some things happened internally that put me into a level of management in terms of general manager slash CEO for a few months. And then they hired somebody else. And then working with that person a few months ended up being terminated. So something I thought would never happen in my career. That is the biggest pressure that anybody can can have and I house I never thought it would happen to me.
0: And why did you think it would never happen to you? What part what about you thought, you know, I'm good. I'm solid. What was yeah. that?
1: Well, it goes back to my character and just getting things done, right? So I'm always I'll cover my own costs, you know, and I will make the company money and I'm going to do it happily and and energetically it just never occurred to me there's people out there that you work with or you see in other organizations like man how is that guy even at a position of you know some sort of management authority it's just interesting and then then you find yourself you know unemployed
0: and were you at the time were you married at the time and did you have kids and you talked oh, yeah. about your family yeah so what was that like i'm interested and i hope i'm not prying but you oh. went home and you had to tell your family or your wife what was
1: that like yeah. Well, ironically, it happened on my son's birthday <laughs> and I was not going to be able to be him with him on his birthday. They were all at our other house and they gave me the news and I was like, well, I'm going to go home. Uh, I'm going to go see my son on his birthday. It's, it's a bit emotional to think about it. But ironically, I think they agreed I was also good because I was also asked to stay for two weeks normally when you get laid off they walk you out but they're like hey we got to go a different direction but we need you to stay for 2 weeks cuz a new person's on the start for 2 weeks so there's that situation but this actually was a silver lining in my career right so this position i had was an hour to an hour and a half drive every one way every day i never really saw my my youngest Mm-hmm. She was asleep when I w- went to work. She was asleep when I came home. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. And so and when and when you decided that okay, uh, somehow you switched the switch. Like that's a bad day and then you had to get up and do a good day. So what was your process? What would how did you turn it around? And what was yeah. did, did you find something quickly? Did it take a little time? What was that like?
1: It took a long time. A lot longer than I thought. Here, I was naive enough to think I was I was a great asset to any organization. And I've got some steps here that I can go through that it went for me, but I was naive enough to think I was going to double dip, right? I had a six-month severance coming at a nice salary. And I thought, okay, I'll take a few weeks off um, in the summer because it was summer. Well, I'll get get after it after July 4th. I should have something by, I don't know, mid-August, right? And then I'll double dip for four months. So, I'll give the ending. It took <laughs> ten and a half months. Oh
0: man. Okay.
1: Yeah, I'll go. I can go into uh, yeah. Let's more do details that a little bit let, later. Let, let, yeah.
0: That, so ten and a half months later. So somewhere along the line, then you're starting to second guess. Are you thinking? Are you second guessing your ability, your character? Are you worried about your family? What what's what's the overwhelming uh, stress that's happening somewhere in the middle of that ten and a half months?
1: Well, it's actually all the above. I mean, you you look at yourself initially, like how am I not landing these positions, right? But there's there's many phases of unemployment. First, you think you're going to be able to just find something quickly, right? You talk to your immediate network um, and see what they can, you know, put you in the right direction, everything like that. But when you start having failures and not hearing what's going on, then yeah, you do start looking at yourself. And even to one point, I had a beard. I have a beard. It's just what I look like. And, but when you meet with these other companies and you're interviewing, some people have an old, old school mentality. Yeah. So I actually ended up shaving my beard. And, and then I landed a job after that. <laughs> it, it was so, and I had, I had sought out these, these individuals that, we're helping in this journey in terms of all these different uh, networking groups and one individual, older guy, very old school mentality. I asked him, you know, like, do you think I should shave? Right. Cause that's normally, that's like the eighties, fifties, sixties, eighties, nineties rule. Yeah. The dress for success
0: thing is where that comes from. Right. It comes from dress for success. Yep.
1: Right. So I did end up shaving and like a month later I got the job. So it's it's weird. It may it may not align, but it's it, it goes down to that psychological, you know, thought and concept of why am I not landing these jobs I know I'm perfect for. Yeah. So and, and do you
0: think that was why though? So I, I think that's coincidence. I, I think there's a yeah, there's I, something I to that. I'm part of the old school, like I'm I'm part of that old generation. I don't believe that, but I do believe that if someone else believes it. Then it mm-hmm. might be true. Exactly. And, and so I think that's coincidence, but, but is that the reason you weren't getting, getting the jobs or, or can you look back now and say, no, this is what was going on?
1: Well, I think wholeheartedly that it's a lot easier to interview well and land a position if you are currently working. If mm-hmm. you are tainted by not being employed and the longer that that goes on, people start to question, and I mean, I've hired people and you look at people's resume and their gap in their employment and you think, well, it's been six months, it's been 10 months. Why has this guy not landed? There must be something that we're missing that other people have caught. So we're not going to take that chance. and We're just going to, you know, go find the other guy. Right. Mm-hmm. It, I think it just happens all the time with everybody out there. So, I mean, I, I have to do it too, looking at my You know, when I look at the hire people, I look at their resume, I see if there's a gap. I try to question that and be understanding now that I know and then all the people I meet.
0: And I'm interested in just a little bit because I know that the the job market's changed now and everyone says there's all these jobs available and not enough people When I get that and that's one thing. But also there's people that are losing jobs from downsizing and from different innovations and things of that sort. And it's harder for an older person if I were, mm-hmm. it, it's, it would be harder for someone like me to find something today, regardless of the job market. It's just the kind of the way it goes. What can you share with someone who also is having trouble finding a job? In that 10 months, you also had to get up every morning and put your feet on the ground and get get something done. Like, how were you able mm-hmm. to keep your uh, confidence? How were you able to keep your, your enthusiasm that something was going to change, this wasn't going to last forever? What'd you, what'd you do to keep yourself going?
1: Personally, I went through again all the phases, right? Initially sitting at the laptop, you know, applying for every job that fits my ability, learning the ins and outs of how to beat the computer system in terms of applying for a job. Oh, wow. Because it's, you know, there's lots of things out there where it's looking for name and, and, and word matching association to even get you into the visibility of a human. Right, there's lots of tricks there to at least get your resume in front of somebody. So I went through all that. Ultimately, it came down to networking, and so I joined several different Northeast Ohio job-seeking groups, Mm -hmm. meet people there, go have coffee. I I believe ninety percent of fulfilled positions are because you know somebody else. Right, it's a networking situation. Somebody else can back you up. Yeah, so. These networking groups help. You can go out and meet people, have coffee with them. Therefore, they've met you. They kind of understand your story. And then maybe they can be an advocate for you. And, and and it is just as simple as, hey, I just met this guy. Sounds like a great guy. I don't know him from Adam. I don't know if he's good or not, but you should at least take yeah. a look at him. Yeah, just and like then, any business
0: that you need that referral. Yeah. We need that word of mouth, that kind of thing to, to make it happen. And and so w- let's, let's fast forward now. Um, in fact, actually, did you have any jobs in between the one you have now and the one that you lost in that 10 month span? Okay, so so let's talk about this new job. So you find this opportunity. I imagine there's a story there.
1: See on the rule, only decision makers can get other people to make decisions. Each and every day we have a decision to make. Also, when we're with buyers in our sales process, we have a decision to make how we're gonna lead that interaction. And if I'm somebody that can make daily commitments and keep those daily commitments, then when I'm with buyers, I expect them to make commitments and keep those commitments to me throughout that sales process. So first and foremost, I have to have a decided heart in order to lead other people to make the decisions that I'm expecting them to make.
0: I'm just guessing. Yeah, actually.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there is. It's networking. So I had reached out to friends at church and one of my buddies referred me to a company in Worcester, a Hummel Group. And yeah, yeah, they sure. are I interviewed with them and um thought about it. It's like it's not a path. It's not what I really wanna do, right? It's like I don't want to read insurance policies and but it was a salary that you mm-hmm. get my family food on the table, right? Yeah, you do what you gotta do. Right. But in the end, it's like this isn't what I want to do. Thank them for their time. And then maybe a month later, the people the person I interviewed with, he referred me to my current company. Really? And they yeah. So wow. they insure Luke Engineering. And and actually for well, darn near three months, I was trying to get in with Luke Engineering. And here I made the same mistake that everybody makes. I thought it was Luke in Worcester, L U K. Oh. Yeah, and for forever, and for like three months until I finally realized, like, what it's here in Wadsworth, like it's seven minutes from my house. So, I finally met with them, and they're looking for a, a leader to help run the business while the owners kind of just took more of a retirement slash setback. Yeah. And so, I've been there almost five years now. Good it's been going you. really well. There, I did actually have so in terms of adversity and pressure i did get a job offer in like december january my 6 month severance had ended right in the in december going into january and february i i got an offer down in columbus like south of columbus and we used to live there but we weighed all the options and i turned it down and why was that you know, we have a cottage that's a couple hours away. We didn't want to move the the kids away from school, move away from family, so we decided. You know, we're not going to do it. I, I, I it was a very high paying opportunity. You know, you got to weigh all your options. Does it make sense or not? So it didn't make sense. I declined it, and then I was unemployed for four additional months.
0: It, it's interesting. This is now. I'm you, you got emotional earlier. I'm going to get emotional now. There's something about doing this show that teaches me things. Uh, it's called Purpose Under Pressure. And, and that sun's going to come out, isn't it? Even when the the storms are rising and they don't seem to go, and they, if you keep on plugging, it, it's going to be okay. You, you turned down two op- opportunities uh, during a time when you were unemployed and having trouble, you know, uh, severance was out, putting food on the table wasn't easy. I'm not going to ask how you did it, um, right. but you held to your purpose so that you could land this job that you've been at and and doing well for five years. And I just think that's the definition of the show. And I congratulate you um, for sticking to your guns and holding out because not everybody has that, uh, that gut, that gumption to, to get it done. So good for you, man.
1: Thanks, appreciate. it.
0: So what's next? so 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 now you're in this job for five years, and I don't know that, that you're going to be in it forever, and it's not really about that. It's just I'm wondering your purpose is still helping people. It's still doing good jobs, It's still taking care of your family. What's the next pressure that you better be ready for so that you can overcome the next things?
1: Well, I don't know exactly what's next. I mean, I've got my my heart set on a few things and and what I'm looking at is really what the next five to ten years pressure is. Yeah. Right. So I got to look down the road. I'm, you know, 45 years old, and you know, where 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 will the where will I be personally? Where the company be? You know, how, wh- what's that look like in in five years? I'm 50 or 55. You know, so just like you say, the older you get, the harder it is to yeah. land a position if if need be. If right? you need to. So yeah. I'm with a great company now, and it's it's family owned and. Yeah. you know, the, everything's going really well.
0: What do you do to improve, to improve yourself, and to make yourself a better for your current company, better for John Allen doing the things you're trying to do? I, I know you were part of Leadership Medina, I know you're doing yeah, some yeah. different things. What do you do to kind of sharpen the saw, as Stephen Covey says?
1: Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I, mean, I did Leadership uh, Lead Institute uh, two years ago, referred to by our president. You know, she was in 21, I did 22. Mm-hmm. One of my employees did 23, and now we have another employee doing 24. It's really good, and again, it boils down to networking, right? Seeking or not seeking, it's just good to know people, right? Uh, And then I told you know Terry Green, who was you know the you know the lead person at the Lead Institute um, for our class, that I was interested in boards to to be on a board. So you know now I'm currently the treasurer of the MC Chamber Charities that we give scholarships to non-traditional and traditional students and it's all about education and moving moving people forward so i'm getting involved in that that's where you and i met actually yeah, yeah. and i'm also the president of the board at our summer summer cottage as well so trying to keep those people at bay and and so just just learning basically Continuous education, just minor stuff like to this, this next month, I'm going to be taking on more Excel training classes, right? And I'm all pretty damn good at Excel, but you know, there's like a level three I'm going to try to do, you know, and see just to keep my, my, uh, pencil sharp, I guess. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you do three things when you do that. You improve yourself so that you can improve your job and, and, you know, those folks that pay you. Want excellence, and now you can do a better job for them. You improve yourself so that they can't let you go. (laughs) If if that were to happen again, like it happened to you before, um, you know they're going to look twice because you've got all those things. And then, of course, in case something does happen um, or you need to make some kind of change for whatever reason, you're you're improved that much as well, and you're that much better situated. So, um, you said at the beginning of the show, my purpose is to help people, and so you have uh, overcome the challenges so that you can, and you're making yourself better so that you can in the future. I don't know, John, whether anybody listening to the show is going to need their aluminum ana- anodized or, <laughs>
1: yeah. or whatever
0: you do. In case anybody right. did, though, want to reach out to Luke Engineering or to find you, how, how would they do that if they wanted to talk to you more?
1: Oh, I appreciate the plug. Um, so Luke Engineering and anodizing, you can search us on the web, but uh, www.luke, it's dot com. So lukeeng.com. And then phone number we're kind of old school so 330-335-1501 you still have one of those phones those, those yeah, telephones I still landlines yeah <laughs> so but uh we we actually we run 24 hours a day pretty much 7 days a week right now so we are a I don't know call it, big fish small pond kind of thing right yeah. so we are that's the best place to be you don't yeah, want to be the other very, side of it <laughs> right no so there's not a whole lot of like there's competition close but they're not as nearly as large as us, and uh, we we continue to, to like, w- with my personality and my growth strategy, we're looking to do a building expansion and all this stuff. So yeah. the future looks bright. Just call us if you need any help. Well, we do things all the way across the country. We've done stuff for people in Arizona and California um, because we're good at what we do.
0: That's good. That's good, and, and and you have good people just like yourself doing it for you. So thank you very much for being on the show, John. I appreciate your vulnerability. I think somewhere along the line, there's a person out there. He or she will have lost their position, or will have been been facing something that doesn't seem to want to end. That storm, that pressure doesn't seem to want to go away. Uh, and I hope they find this show because I think your show is your story is inspiring, and I I really appreciate your sharing it with us. It wasn't an easy time that you talked about, um, and right. but yet you gave us the story. And I, I just thank you very much for sharing.
1: I I still do. um, Anybody can contact me personally to talk about their journey because I look at people's resumes, and that was one of the things I learned. I mean, I redid my resume probably thirty times in that ten months, just by people's different, you know, aspects um, and building a brand strategy. Like, who would think you need to build yourself a brand strategy, right? To to try to promote yourself, and people don't like to do that. You don't like to toot your own horn. So, contact me directly. And I'll help where I can, right? I'll I'll give feedback. I'll meet you if you're local. I, I mean, I want I don't want to see people on the street like yeah. I had to be for ten months.
0: Yeah, and with the economy, the way it changes, and the things that happened, uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen? So I appreciate that. Would they find you uh, directly on LinkedIn? Is there a better way to, yeah, to reach be great. out? To you? Uh,
1: LinkedIn, yeah, John Allen, or yep. you know, I'll give my cell number three three zero two four one nine three seven nine or John Allen 88 at gmail. So J O N A L L E N 88 at gmail.com. Excellent. Yeah.
0: And I'll urge our listeners to only call you one at a time. So not all all at once. Very good. John Allen, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. On purpose, under pressure. This show is done weekly and it is brought to you by the Ruby group. Sandler sales training sellers are under pressure to perform and Sandler helps you succeed on purpose. I was talking to Mike Jones the other day from the Ruby group. He's the owner there. And I asked him, Hey, are you number one yet? And he put his fingers up, not quite, but I know they're on their way. So uh, thank you to them for sponsoring and being a partner in the show. You'll find all past episodes of Purpose Under Pressure at com slash podcast. Also, wherever you stream your podcasts and on YouTube. We do this every week and we will see you next time on Purpose.